Oh my God. And just like that, we're live on the internet, boys. Not the internet. I don't know what accent that was or where it came from. <laughs> Speaking of which, have yeah. you been watching uh, The Craftsman? No. Oh, what? God. Where it's is it? amazing. You'll have to type in The Craftsman. Well, yeah, but type it in where? Is this like a Netflix? Uh, it, th- is no, this like is YouTube. YouTube. Oh, okay, it's right. just the best shit ever. All right. Let's see. Seriously. I'm, I'm not saying no. You don't have to defend against it. It's like, it's like uh, if you took, I don't even know, man. It's like Mr. Rogers plus um, um, like, uh, who's the painter? Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. And it's it's all happy trees, man. It's amazing. He's a puppet. Hmm. Okay. The craftsman. The craftsman. I like it. I'm a fan. Are we doing a thing? I should probably do a thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If if you don't do a thing, Izzy's got to do a thing. And I don't know that Izzy's ever done a thing. Well, let Izzy do a thing. I'm not even sure. Well, no, I do the thing. Like, well, that's true. You get paid yeah, to do I mean, the thing. I don't even get paid to do the thing. It's just the no, thing you, I do. you do. It's kind of my thing. You do. We hold that money for you. But I, I'm you, not. You get paid. Yeah. It's, <laughs> at some point, it'll be released. But no, I mean, I just think that, you know, the audience expects me to do the thing. Well, I, you know, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings there. Not, no, not to say that no one else is capable of doing the thing. They're probably Either one of you could probably do the thing and might even be able to do it better. Particularly Izzy. He's got wow. a much better... Internet he's just, he's got he's got a great voice for that. I have no idea what you're talking about. The thing we're talking the about thing. the thing. We talked about my thing. No, sorry. <laughs> Jeez, guys, we, we were like, we were talking well of it. This is well. We were talking about how your thing might be better than my thing. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, By the way, I'd I'd like to mention that Izzy's like you know, guys. I you know I have I have a great group of folks that follow me, and maybe we should tone it down a little bit and. You know, and, and Who said it, it that? immediately starts with uh, dick jokes. Yeah, I'm fine. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. I I want to I want to the I want you to play back the recording of me actually saying that out loud. Well, oh, we don't record before the show. I, I didn't say anything. Not not, not anything toning down. down. No, you didn't it's, do that. It's, 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 it's innuendo. I mean, you I know mean, what? It's, it's this guy's this guy's thumbnail game is seriously strong. I okay, so I'm gonna the you craft, talk about the crafts, that the craftsman. Oh, the craftsman no tea all right yeah check them out guys i I'm, i want to hear back if you guys like this i i've never oh he's amazing videos now so okay hi everybody <laughs> wait hold on uh, ladies and gentlemen done. may i have your attention done. please that's not the thing is oh. jesus it's 107 episodes you still don't know the thing <laughs> no <laughs> i i tune out for that oh god that kind of hurts my feelings it's the only thing you, I have you to already do. you already know better than that all right do the thing. Do the thing, no. big dog. Now I'm, now I'm hurt. No. Stop. We're not going to talk about feelings, are we? No. <laughs> Sorry, let's... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much. These Stranger Things of Internet Radio. My name is Mike, and I'll be your host as we peruse through the Starcourt Mall. And uh, hey, free stuff at Orange Julius today. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop and Izzy Swan, purveyor of the Maker's Playground. Ooh, 
and do they play? Is he do they play? Yes. How are you, boys? Good. Well. <laughs> Good. Good. Are you uh, Are you watching the season three of Already Stranger Things? I binge watched that shit. Oh God, it was I am, fantastic. I am terrified that somebody might spoil it. Like I'm getting ready to do for everybody. Hey, everybody, guess who? No, never mind. I won't do that. Bad. How far how, are you done? Are you? Oh yeah, I yeah. No, it was went, it, it not went. just like when the duet here's, happens. Tell me if you're like 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 <laughs> visions of got a little misty in the eyes. Well, here so. Let me just, uh, uh, this, uh, I, there probably won't be spoilers, and Izzy doesn't watch this shit, so no one, uh, clearly he's going to be just hardly paying attention at this point, but um, I start watching it, and then I look up at the t- at the clock, and I'm like, son of a bitch, it's three in the morning, <laughs> what am I still doing away? <laughs> what am I done with my life? Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm actually a little disappointed that the, um, the, the, the chick from the ice cream place is into chicks. Because I was kind of hoping that uh, you know Steve, Steve might get a little, yeah. uh, little long term no, love. I thought that was but, good. Steve, no, Steve I, needs to be a was, little. His character it was good. Yeah, but it his character good, but demands it, I, I to be still a little uh, heartbroken, a little longing, a little. You know, it's it's. You know, he'll he'll find that know. girl in that story. Does, is he gonna is he gonna turn her? Maybe God. that's the big maybe that's the big secret he, for number three. You get a lot of angry people if he if he did. Izzy's not even, he's not even trying to be smooth about taking a picture. And by the way, that is kind of, of a the spoiler. YouTube. I mean, it's not a big spoiler, but I wouldn't go what? crazy on that. Oh, come on. You didn't see that coming? I, I saw that. No, I never saw that. Co- Nobody yeah. saw that coming. Hold on, Izzy. If you're going to take a picture of the. the... <laughs> <laughs> Izzy's taking pictures of his screens. Hold on. Let's get doing for the ladies. Ooh, yeah. No, it's not for the ladies. So. Are you done now? You look, you look sickly, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike lost sickly. a lot of weight, and we're we're afraid that he's just covering for some sort of leukemia or some other <laughs> oh. type of bloodborne <laughs> disease. Yes, actually, I had somebody. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Let me hold one second, please, uh, while I check my Instagram mentions. Somebody sent me a DM on Instagram and said, "Hey." A uh, bit late to the uh, last week's podcast. Sorry, sorry about that. I have cancer, and your cancer jokes have me in stitches. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> so, fantastic! So your joke about leukemia is probably really going to rock the house, Joe. Yeah, well, we we aim to please. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I don't so, know. Um, if you're going to make fun of something, cancer would be one of those things I would make fun of. Yeah, I mean, just cancer's. I I don't know. I just I think it's one of those things where if if you can't uh, if 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 it is something that's draining the the life force out of you. If you can't make fun of that, then I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know who you are. Cancer is probably the most unfortunate thing in the world. Like there's just, you know, it happens to you and you can't do much about it until you do. And then it just sucks the whole time. So it's a, uh, and, and that's the type of thing we like to joke about on the show because that's who we are. So if you're a new subscriber, <laughs> <laughs> what? That, welcome. Hit that bell. I, <laughs> by the way, hit that I bell just, to I get all these your guys cancer up on notifications. The side of the road. I don't know who they are. I I don't know if uh, I don't know if Mike uh, Z is in the chat this evening, but uh, I was informed that uh, they're going to have a crazy sale on abrasives um, in in the next week or so uh, at the cling at the cling spores. What's their website again? I, something like uh, I don't know. 
UnicornMeatSaves.com. Izzy, what is it? Woodworkingshop.com. Okay, yeah, you got the banner hanging up in your garage. Yeah, they. Uh, so uh, let's just. Hey guys, over there at Thingspore, they've got a big sale coming up on abrasives. That's the. Uh, that's my commercial. Uh, what do they pay us for that? Like four dollars, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, okay. it's a charity well, obligation I, that we have to fulfill. <laughs> I think they got the right amount. No, they they do, and and actually, I'm I'm a little irritated because I get a fairly good discount mainly because of the volume that I buy. You know, commercial people. Mm-hmm commercial uh and oh. apparently the sale is going to rival my prices which frankly bad business practice well here's the thing that my the since we've been a um uh a uh i, I don't know what, what are we sort of a pusher of the clink spore brand we like good people that do good things well we push forget that whole things. part yeah, so I um I have gotten this really good deal worked out with them where uh, when they have something on their website at full price, I yes. can pay that and they'll ship it to me <laughs> and charge you shipping <laughs> at seven ninety five flat rate shipping. That's right. <laughs> so they, yeah. So you uh, even, you even though that, I host the show that promotes their stuff, you uh, they, I'm impressed because you have that deal fine tuned, sir. <laughs> yes, it's like so. My daughter is going to college, and uh, I found out. Um, if, if you pay the college $16,000 for a year, uh, you can go to their bookstore and they'll sell you a shirt with their logo on it. <laughs> so, You're like, what, you don't get one of these free? Yeah. For twenty four ninety nine, I get a shirt with their logo on it. Thanks. I appreciate it guys. You're special. <laughs> so yeah. So I was like, you know, for 16 grand, I figured, you know, I write that check and then somebody comes out of the back and is like, Hey, Here's a $4 Korean made t-shirt, you know, cause that's nothing. I get nothing. So thanks for the higher education and stuff. Mm, higher the way, only defines price, sir. Yeah. Or I don't know if they're, I don't think they're a weed campus. We're, we'll have to find out. My daughter starts uh, sending me pictures of her in braids. I'll be like, Oh Jesus, she found it. <laughs> Where are her clothes? Uh, why, hey, whoa, slow down. <laughs> We're not ready for those conversations. So, the uh, the I went to college twice. I mean, I, I, to, I failed out I of the first community one college epically, huh? So, here's the uh, let me tell you my college story. So, I was in high school, um. Really smart kid, actually. Uh, I don't know what happened. But, what happened? Um, I was in. I was taking a college level math course, um, uh, calculus in twelfth grade. So I used to go up to the college to take classes, and then I went to uh, Mohawk Valley Community College in upstate New York. So, and I dropped out after six months because I was bored to tears while I was going there. It was awesome. So. But anyway, I'm going to ask you guys what you have been up to here very shortly. But uh, I just wanted to say that I, speaking of college, um, my daughter is leaving in August to begin the college experience, which I'm sure she living on campus. She has to; they're like four and a half hours away. Right. Um. So she's going to college. We got her address. We got her um, like all the stuff. She got her own mailbox. All those things. Uh, and we have been buying stuff for her dorm room, which I didn't realize would encompass the bulk of my life for the last week and a half. Yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta pick out colors. You have to pick out like the whole motif. 
Well, here's the bitch of it. Dad builds things. So, you know, there's a whole host of things that she, uh, hey, I found this. Can you make me a thing that does this? I want to mount my TV on the on the bunk bed. I want to do it. I'm like, oh, God. Like, I just. So I'm going to college, apparently, is uh, I get the experience. So doing that. here's the difference between women and men going to college, boys and girls. Uh, when we went to college, uh, we had a we had a closet that was kind of built in. Uh, and we usually would fit like, um, the little miniature refrigerator in there mm -hmm. to save space. And then we have bunk beds and you could put them as singles or you could keep them as bunk beds. Two people to a room, the size of what can only be described as a large, not walking closet. I think the room is 10 by 16. If I remember that correctly. is probably bigger than it probably is bigger, yeah. bigger than, than I think we had. But they did have a sink in there. Uh, but everybody uh, knew is, not to use the sinks. Well, she got into one of the rooms where the um, four people share a bathroom. Right. So, so they call them, what do they call them? Sweets. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't have that. I went to a little Catholic college and we peed in the sink. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't, well, I told her, I was like, hey, listen, I know you're a little shit shy, but uh, <laughs> you're not going to be able to be that now. So. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. It's a. It's, I actually, yeah, I would tell you that if you're sending your children off, I think dorm living is a fantastic, uh, kind of a rite of passage. If you're going to go the college route, it's a way to make friends that you are never, uh, going to encounter in high school or, or beyond because you, you all have your little groups and all of a sudden you're thrown in a living situation. And I met some of, I mean, I, I came from relatively rural, um, uh, Wisconsin. And there's, you know, there's like six black people in Wisconsin. It's just, there's not, I mean, honestly, I'm not kidding. I, we had, there's no way there's that many. There, yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. And so on our floor, our next door neighbors were, uh, from the South side of, of, of Milwaukee. And it was fantastic experience, a, a whole culture that I didn't ever really embrace other than music. Uh, because you know, nothing represents a rural white kid's uh life like tupac and uh <laughs> public enemy so you know which is yes we, you, we were you really kind of our... explore that thug life yeah, thug life <laughs> but thug uh, life but yeah it was it was a, it was a great experience just to, to 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 hang with people and i i didn't know anything i still know very little but uh, but it was a fun way to, um, make a lifelong friends. Actually, some of, some of my friends on Facebook are, are from my, my college days, which I flunked out of epically. I was asked to leave by the Dean. Yeah, I'm not, I didn't do that. I was just, uh, I, I just, I got kind of, I was just bored. I, I picked a major that sucked. I wanted to, I was like, yeah, I'll take an accounting major. And that was dog shit because you got to do math. And I'm like, and I'm really good at math, but I didn't want to do it. <laughs> you for didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. They're sitting there. Well, they're just talking about, okay, so, you know, accounting is, a, it's account, you know, it's, it's this and that. I'm like, oh God, someone shoot me in the face. And then somebody put me in a sociology class and I was learning about some um, tribe in the Mayans. And I'm like, How, what am I doing? doing here like, i don't even understand my life at this point it's just too much so but um by the way before we get off on any other uh tangents about 
I don't know, the number of black people in Wisconsin. I just wanted to uh, talk about the uh, previous show. Give a big shout out and a hearty I love both of you guys to uh, Mr. Andy Berkey and Mr. Tony Tony Rulo. Um, they uh, they stepped up and, and decided to co-host the uh, show for us last week. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen. It was very special and sexy. Um, Tony's audio is dog shit because he apparently thinks that he can do all this from the laptop microphone. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that show was pretty cool, and I just want to say a big shout out, much love, and thank you to both those guys for. Uh, offering to jump in. It was literally, I was like, Hey, uh, you guys are busy Sunday. I need, uh, I need a host. Um, one or both of you would be great. And they both were like, sure. F it. <laughs> and that was it. So I just wanted to uh, say a big, big shout out. Love both of you guys. Um, and Musho's spank use to the, both of those dudes. So thank it you. It was guys. a fun, uh, it was a fun show. It was. It, it was. Uh, it, it, I have to say, I was missing my big teddy bear. I, my, my, my Izzy. My sweet, sweet Izzy. So, Izzy, uh, what you been up to here, homie? Tell the folks where you been. Uh, hi. This is how you. This is how you catch somebody off guard. Yeah, I was. I, I saw him playing his on his phone two seconds ago. So now uh, I'm. No, I know. Oh, he just got his moonshine delivered. No, yeah. I get it. No, things are good. Um. No, I've been working on uh, kind of rearranging shops and changing some things in there, and uh, kind of getting used to getting used to moving around and getting things done. That's pretty much all I've done. I've um, made a charcuterie board. Ooh, my, my I saw first, that. That was sexy. That is my first ever cutting board slash charcuterie board. I've never made one before. In all my is that working weird? career, I've never made a cutting board. I made my first one when I was forty-three. Yeah, so I, I did that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been up to. My butt hurts a lot. You know, did you know that sitting down for hours on hours on end is not healthy for you? I'm learning all f- kinds of fun things about blood clots and movement and all that. So been been learning about all that as well. But um, mm. yeah, sitting down can make your butt hurt. I'm learning all kinds of new fun things. So let's not. I don't want to drag it drag it down. I actually found that kind of funny. That's why I mentioned it. But um, I actually, if if, if I may. Mm-hmm. If I could say just sure. things. Um, so, uh, you know, Izzy's, uh, Izzy's been learning to deal with life uh, in, um, you know, lost the use of legs, not permanently, but to some extent. He got limited motion and stuff and working around being in a wheelchair full time, using a walker and all that stuff. And I just have to say, like, I, you know, I talked to Izzy kind of a little bit off the air and, you know, we're buddies and stuff and we kind of bullshit each other. But, uh, like, if what happened to you happened to me, I'd be the biggest pussy in the world. Like it would be. No, you wouldn't. You'd be fine. No, no. Sh- the, shut up. I'll meet you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I would be. I, I really would be. I, it would be something that would just be. Um, I, I'd like to think that I'd be brave and kind of look at it with courage and sort of all that stuff. And um, just the way you deal with this stuff is just friggin' honorable and and just courageous. And it's just been, uh, you know. Shitty people, like shitty people, when shitty things happen to them, they they get shittier. And like good people, when shitty things happen to them, just look at it and go, "All right, well, this is the thing we're doing now." And uh, you just been, I mean, just an inspiration. I mean, it's just been, um, you know, it. it I, this sucks, and I and there's nobody in the world I I I want this to not happen to more than you. But like, you just take this shit on in a way that is just just honorable, and it's just been absolutely amazing. 
um, to see your attitude through this, like publicly and even privately, like just the conversations that we have not on the air and not in like the social media realm. Um, you know, you, you just, you really have this positive outlook that is just fucking captivating. Like it, it really, I mean, it just, it's a very powerful outlook in a way of doing things. And it just makes like, you're such an inspiration to me. Like I, I know that other people probably feel the same way, but, um, I'd be damned if I didn't take a minute just to tell you that, you know, just, uh, watching you kind of go through what you're going through and doing it with such class and just, you know, such strength has just been friggin' wonderful, dude. I mean, it really has. You're just an amazing human being. And I can't tell you what an honor it is to call you somebody, you know, call you a friend and, and, and be able to, um, have a relationship with you and see your life play out. It's just been just an amazing thing for me. So I, you know, I can't thank you enough. So well, thank you very much. That was very, um, kind and don't ever do it again. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the way la- I'll edit all this out. <laughs> Perfect. Glad to, glad to hear it. No. Um, what I'm finding is that I am acclimating rather quickly. Um, there was a couple of really rough patches over the last couple of weeks, but um, and when I say patches, moments of just complete and utter anger, and um, which I don't, I don't do. Which is the right response, by the way. But um, I'm, you know, I'm learning, and it's been, it's been, um, it's been an interesting couple of weeks so far. Uh, yesterday was a really good day. Um, I got realized, you know, kind of sussing out what I'm capable of and not capable of. And yesterday we got, just managed to have a good day. We had a couple guys in the shop. We got a lot done. had a lot of fun. It was a good day. Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh in the middle of that, but one of the guys in the chat. Oh, I know what you were laughing at. I saw it. (laughs) He said, said, Mike wants to make your butt hurt more. Yeah. I got that. So, (laughs) but, um, it, it is, it's, you know, I'm going through different cushions and, and kind of learning the ins and outs of that kind of stuff. So that's, that's interesting. It's, um, it's really been an eye opener, you know? So it's, it's, um, I'm, there's a lot that I'm learning from it. Uh, so that in that aspect of it, it's a good thing. And now, you know, one of the things I haven't been able to do for quite a few years is like go out in the yard and rate, you know, race with my kids, which my kids love to have little races and run around and stuff. And it's always kind of, it's fun to watch them, but it's a little bit on the depressing side when you kind of sit on the sidelines and just root them on. So, um, this chair I have will go, <laughs> will go about eight, 10 miles an hour when you really get it going. And, um, so now I'm racing the kids and, you know, playing around with them and that's all, that's good. It's a lot of fun. And that's been kind of a positive note and they're taking to it really well. They like going for rides, you know, so we go out and just go around <laughs> going for rides and stuff. And Well, don't think for a second when I come to visit next time that you're not taking me for one. Oh, it, it can. Sure. This, 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 this chair can probably pull a thousand pounds. It's crazy. Well, I don't weigh that much, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's been fun. And then Chris uh, from Cambridge Drive Inc. has been in the shop a lot. He's been helping me. We've been talking about doing videos and working on projects and that's been, you know, that's been nice. And so it's all, you know, it is what it is. So I put a video out finally, I kind of put that off for a while, but I knew that going forward, there's not a whole lot of, I can do to hide what's going on. So I felt like that was the right thing to do. Just kind of saying a few things, explaining it. And the outreach from the community was, I mean, just off the chain, you know, and I talked to Chris about it prior to putting the video out and I was like, I really was ifing putting this thing out 
And uh, but I needed to talk about Maker's Playground. I needed to talk about what was happening to me. So people, when I show up in a video, I'm riding in a wheelchair or you know stumbling around with a walker. People aren't going, "What this?" You know, fielding more more questions than anything else. So um, we mm-hmm. did that. Um, absolutely amazing. I mean, literally the day after I put the video out, a guy who designs orthopedic um, hardware basically for people who have similar issues to me shows up at my freaking door and just starts, you know, sharing his story and showing me some really crazy cool stuff. And I mean, of course the engineering side of it was absolutely fascinating. And, um, mm-hmm. he showed me some stuff that I material wise, um, I'm, I love material science and he was showing me some materials that I didn't know existed that actually will help me further some of my ideas that I've been kind of paused on. So I was like, Oh, I wish I could be a fly on that wall. You're sitting there like, how do I make this out of Baltic birch plywood? He's so, like, no, 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 hold on, man. But uh, <laughs> so that was, that was really cool. A lot of people reaching out and, you know, offering it, um, friendly advice and, you know, so it was good, you know, some good, a lot of good came from it too. So that's good. There's some, actually some very serious things that opportunities, cause I'm in a really interesting situation with my back where it's not really I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to a regular orthopedic guy and having him do a fusion. It's not that simple of a fix. It's Mm -hmm. much more complex than that. And, um, you know, so I've, I've got some opportunities or at least an opportunity to look into some things now that I didn't even know existed before I did the video. So it's just, it goes to my, you know, it goes to the one thing I've always said about this community. It's very generous, very, um, you know, very caring. And they're very, they're very interested in seeing everybody do well. And, and, um, and they're just, I mean, it's just amazing to, to see all that actually happening in real time. And, um, so that was very, that was a very humbling and really cool experience to, 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 you know, see all that. And, um, that video is performing better than the, like the last four videos I put out. It's, it's like, just, <laughs> it's nuts. I'm like, geez. people love you, Izzy. So, um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting thing and, you know, there's obviously struggles and, um, you know, but they come and they go. And, uh, the one thing I am finding when I do get frustrated, if I just stop and pause for a few minutes and actually think through the problem, which is what I like to do, um. It, by the time that the thought process is over, I've got a solution and it's moving on to the next thing. So, yep. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I had that very I had that conversation. My uh, my daughter and her boyfriend invited me to breakfast this morning where I ate um, all the eggs in the world for <laughs> this place. But she was talking about how she was getting frustrated with all of the things that because um, my wife my wife doesn't know uh, how to she doesn't she doesn't have a like a a, a throttle. She's either all not going or all going. So, you know, when she hits Michaela, my oldest daughter, with, um, you, know, you need this, this, and that, and this, is, you know, it's not like one thing. It's a list of just, you know, a litany of nonsense that you just have to accomplish. So um, we got in the car, and I was like, you know, hey, honey, how you doing? And, and uh, I was driving. Uh, I went to go pick up her boyfriend first. And, and uh, me and him in the car alone is always the greatest thing in the world because, He's got this weird reverence towards me because he knows that I would break his neck in a heartbeat. But uh, I think he's a real <laughs> sweet kid anyway. So um, so we're driving and, and uh, I'm like, you know, honey, she goes, oh, my God, I'm so frustrated. This and the other thing. And I was like, I, I told her, I was like, you know, honey, the, the easiest way to do when you, when you feel overwhelmed, the easiest way to do everything is just one thing at a time. You know, and that was, um, you know, you've got something in front of you that you're not sure how you're going to deal with. Figure out how to deal with it and deal with that one thing. And then when you're finished with that, move on. Like that's, that's just kind of the way life works, you know, and that's, um, you know, 
Now, I've never been in a situation like the one you're in. Um, I, I, I won't even imagine to know what frustrations and everything sort of come about from that. But, uh, you know, just deal with the thing in front of you and then move on. Like, and that's, um, like I said, it's been what you've been dealing with and, and uh, the way you've been dealing with has been incredibly noble to watch. So it's just been, uh, you, you're, for for the people in the world that this could happen to, like, this is, you're you're the guy that, that would take this on the best way. So it's been, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd give anything to not have this happen to you, but at the same time, it's like, um, you know, just the conversations we had, I've just been very, very impressed with you yet again, sir. God damn it. Thank you. My expectations of you keep getting raised. I keep, I, I just want you to be the douchebag that swigs Southern comfort and makes dick jokes with me on the internet. And you keep being this friggin' role model in my life and it's starting to piss me off. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, and you've got a gorgeous radio voice, which even bothers me more. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stop. It moved. <laughs> so, um, but, so yeah, there's some fun, we, fun things happening. Should we talk to Joel? Yeah, let's, let's see if let's find out what Mr. No. Crawford's been up to. I was in, I was enjoying, we're, I was enjoying the break. I was catching Joel's up just, on. Joel's just watching me and you kiss each other on the mouth. He's just sitting over there going, hey, you guys have at it. No, yeah, right? I, I was pretty I, sure that was happening next there, but. I like the serious, but you guys are just seriously seriousing. Oh, so I was, yeah. I was gonna and I'll totally kiss you on the mouth, dude. I am not afraid. I, that thing that like people have with that sort of gay rejection, I don't have because I can make it funny. <laughs> and anything funny, can you can just move right past. <laughs> so, but, uh, Joe, what you been up to, brother? I, uh, I hired a new guy. Uh, he's a, he's a kid of, of, of friends of ours do you mean is he need to have a talk with him uh no no he's actually he's really good don't screw it up okay Um, he just he loves to work he's one of those people that just like what can i do and you give him a job and then five minutes later the job's done and so then you have to think quickly like what else can i do and uh and it's it's been fun watching him because it it reminds me of a time when i was young and could like literally, I'm just like, you know, like here, do me a favor, grab, you know, grab the rake and let's get all these fine straw and needles up around the center section of the, the, anybody that's been in my house, I have this kind of Island in the middle of it. And like 35 minutes, he's like, Hey, can I get the keys to the four wheeler? Cause we have a, a dump bed for it. And I'm like, yeah. And like 35 minutes after that, he's gotten the, like half an acre cleared out of everything and i'm like hey have you been drinking water he's like hey that'd probably be a good idea i'm like yeah kid it's 95 out <laughs> and he's just he's just rocking it so we've been we've been doing what that are, what uh, are conditions like in your shop that he needs to ask for water <laughs> well no no it's just he doesn't like like margo actually margo asked him hey do you have water like the first or second day and he's like no and margo like grabbed one of the containers off of the garage shelf and said, here, I'm mixing you up some ice water. Why don't you drink that? Hmm. And so, um, a good kid. I got to imagine, nice like, starting in your shop has got to be weird because um, we used to have that problem my last job. Not What's the, that? Not the one I left, but the one before that. The uh, We were like a little fraternity because people that work for you, I mean, they basically become a part of your everyday life. Not, you know, just by the fact of, you know, proximity. They, yeah. they work on your property, but... Um, but you and Margo are just so like loving and welcoming that it's like 
you become part of the family whether you want to be or not. So it's got to be you know, like it, it's like being brought into a fraternity, you know. And, and it's yeah, be a really well, sort so, of tough. So yeah, the loving. I mean, if you die, Joel, and not that I want you to, but if you do die, I got dibs. I'm, on, I'm going dibs to. On don't, Margo. don't worry. Dibs on Margo. Uh, we we replace you on this show in like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <There's> no doubt. <laughs> I mean, we say nice things about you. You know, practically. I mean, almost every month. But yeah, <laughs> you guys but, yeah, are gonna we, be like, <laughs> you're gonna be like, what did that bastard put as the Patreon <laughs> password? <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, there's 117 bucks in there. I really want. Right. No, the uh, the no. It's it's uh it's it's one of those things where you work in close quarters, and you um. So I I don't know if I've told this story on the air, but my brother is a pilot. Did I tell you about his? He, so he has an interview with with uh, Southwest, and Southwest does um. So he's talking to them and they, you don't, you get invited to apply to Southwest because it's a good company to work for. Um, so here's the thing when they invite you kind of almost to kind of like a mixer where, where you sit down and, and chat with these folks and you hang out and they have music and food and drinks and, and that's kind of where it starts to get through the first part of the interview process because everybody that goes to apply for Southwest, which treats their employees very well, already has like, they've already flown their 4,000, 8,000 hours, right? They've already been commercial pilots for years. They've always done these. So they've started off at the certain level, right? So the whole interview process is taking that for granted, right? We have somebody and there are 4,000 applicants that all have the same thing. So now we have to figure out, can they all work together in a group for eight, 12, 14 hours in a plane, right? Like that's the rest of the interview. 99% hmm. of it is figuring out whether they can do the job. Are you, as are you part human. of the team basically? Right. The rest of it is all stuff that they, is the bottom line entry. Like, can they read? Can they write? Can they fly a plane? You know, if you meet all those criteria, then the rest of the interview is, is this guy going to be a douchebag or not? You know, are we going to have sexual harassment things? Are we going to have complaints about working we, environment? You know, these we things. better. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a, it's one of those, it's one of those funny things. And in, in, around here, it's the same idea, which is, you know, um, we have this job, the job can be taught to almost anyone. Uh, certain people excel at it or not don't, um, but the main thing is because we work in such tight quarters day after day, uh, are you the guy that's going to fit in? And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of, but once you do it's is and once you figure out who is going to stay in, who isn't, we haven't had to hire anybody. We haven't hired anybody. I mean, we hired this kid because it's summertime. He needs some after school employment. He has grades that he needs to worry about. So he's going to actually come here off the bus and work, um, assuming that his grades hold up. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of, I hate that corporate America has put the kibosh on, on hiring because it's a pain in the butt to hire minors. Um, there's lots of rules. There's lots of regulations that has to do with not exploiting them. But in the meantime, the rest of of the restaurant industry and construction and all those things that you should be doing as a kid, uh, 
they're they're all afraid of doing it. So it's very hard as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old trying to get your first job. It's really hard because most places are just like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't have, I don't have confidence in the managers at my place to know how to keep us out of trouble. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you just can't work them more than so many hours. So his job is dependent on his grades. And so it's, it's one of those things where he's working the next three, four weeks. And then I'm getting a copy of his report card because it's, it's funny how things have changed so much. I mean, it is crazy. When I was tw- it's, when I was fourteen, I was driving an eighty horse freaking tractor. For those of you who've been uh, been around farms, that's yeah. a big tractor pulling equipment. That's that a could, real big gun. Yeah, that. pulling equipment that could eat six guys and blink and spit guts out the other side of it without With, even thinking without slowing about it. down. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what happened. And now it's like, I really don't want him working here because he might splash some grease on somebody and burn them. I'm yeah, so, no, it's it's well, I, when I, I was sixteen, I was roofing. Right. right. So, and I would tell you that I think that's a huge and part important part of somebody's life at 12 years old. I was washing dishes for my parents and they didn't pay me a damn thing. It was just the family business. Mm-hmm. Like I was in, in the hot, sweaty kitchen servitude. At, well, it, it is, it was part, mm-hmm. it was, you know, Hey, by the way, uh, your payment is being able to sleep under the roof. You know, that, yeah. that was it. Hey, you know those lights you turn on in your bedroom? Yeah. 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 This is what you're working for. And at 12 (laughs) years old, really, how much money did I need? I mean, it wasn't, wasn't like that. But as I, as I grew up, my parents paid me because I was doing, I was more important to the business. So I think there needs to be, I think there needs to be a good conversation about getting kids involved, uh, early on to get that work ethic and understand that there's hard work and there's smart work. And sometimes there's smart, hard work. And sometimes there's really dumb hard work that you could be applying yourself in a better way somewhere else. But this is, this is one of those great kids that, that he wants to work hard. He loves working hard. If he's not dirty and sweaty and something is weird, like with him, he just has a personality where, where he likes going out. He likes doing those things. I asked him, I said, what do you want to do? And, and so we start teaching him the things in the shop. Um, and he started just knocking them out and eventually you get bored standing in a sander doing those things. And anybody does, especially somebody young. Uh, and so he's like, uh, I'm like, what else do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. I think I, I have those piles I need to clean up and that we've been raking around the property and things. I'm like, cool. Let's, you know, it's, it's hot though. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to take off my shirt. And so he gets, he comes back twice that day. And he's like, Hey, uh, I got this burning thing happening. And I'm like, well, you, you found an ant bed. He says, do you have anything? I said, here, put, put, you know, we always keep the like quarter zone cream around, put this on. And he goes back out and he moves a stick. And apparently there's, uh, a, a yellow jackets nest that have been buried inside the stick. And so all of a sudden he gets stung like right on the leg. And he's like, God bless. And I'm like, are you good? And I said, why don't you, you know, chill out and take out. He's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm going to kill them all. And so he's like, where's the spray? And so now he's like, you know, he's draining he's the bottle. In, now he's in, in yellow in jacket murder right. mode. And so it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those, those kids, those glorious kids that, that don't mind working hard. And it, it's, it's not everybody and it's not always. How do you find uh, these people? First you get a Maggie. Now you got this cat. I don't even like you Well, anymore. he's, he's young. He's going to grow out of it. He's going to understand 
he's going to learn that the, the grunt work that makes him happy now won't necessarily make him happy later, but he likes it now. And, and we have a need for it. We have a want for it. We don't have a need for it. I'm making room for him. Um, but, but it's, uh, but it's one of those things where he likes doing what he does and he's, he's limited because of his school, which is fine because we're just going to use him a couple hours a day during the week and he's going to earn a little bit of money and we're going to get some few projects done and he's going to learn. Uh, I'm going to teach him what I know so that he can be successful. But, but to be honest with you, he's 16 years old and he's, he needs that. People need that instruction. Work isn't, work isn't a, a negative thing when you're 16. Work is a, mm. work is a teaching opportunity when you're 16. It's a learning experience. You know, one thing, I, like the, one thing that makes me a little crazy, and it might be because I'm a little biased because I'm a father and I have kids that are sort of this age, but when the, the, the term kids these days kind of pisses me off and, and I've said it on this show, so this is hypocritical, but like I've said before, if you, you know, being a hypocrite only means that you're, you have a 50% chance of being more right. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when people talk about kids these days, like I look at my daughter, you know, she's 18 years old. Uh, my oldest, she knows more at 18 than I knew at 25 by a hundred miles. Like it's not even close. I mean, um, and she's a hardworking kid. She's earned, I mean, you know, we do okay for ourselves and I can provide my kids with anything they want, but I, I make them work for stuff. And my daughter's work for everything. She busts her ass at her job. Um, she shows up on time. Her, Her, every time we go to the restaurant she works at, her manager comes up to us and Every single we eat there once a week, um, and every single time I go up to she comes over. He's like, man, he goes, you know, your daughter is just, she's just been such an amazing addition to our group, and she's just such a great person, and this and the other thing. And it's like, yeah, and it's most of the kids these days, like there, a lot of them are like that, you know. Now there's some entitlement issues and some other bullshit that you know some this generation deals with that other generations didn't, but. For the most part, I mean, most of the kids I know that are her age are just kids. You know, they just they just kind of work and they're they're out there doing their thing and and they're you know they're they're trying to find their place in the world and how they fit into it. Um, and I, you know, the learning experience of all that is what it is. But it's like, I mean, is this generation worse than the generation that came before it? I mean, I don't think they are because I mean, my father used to say the same thing about us when we were kids, and I used to work my friggin' ass off. You know, and, and all my friends did. And, um, you know, and it's not kids, like you liked it. I mean, it's not like you didn't, no, it's not. You, you wanted to get through it so you could go do something fun. And that's completely understandable. Well, and it's funny cause you know, it's just like the hangups and things that we had, um, like generationally, they don't make sense to people anymore. Like, you know, think about we, I actually had this conversation at breakfast when I was having, we had this guy who was at, at work who, or not at work at breakfast, um, who's bringing us out our food, obviously gay dude. You know what I mean? Like he's just one of those guys, like as soon as you see him, you're like, that's a gay guy. Right. Um, and it didn't even require a conversation because with my daughter and, and her boyfriend, like that's just, there, there's nothing weird about that. It doesn't have any kind of strange thing. And I told him, I was like, you know, go back 50 years ago, you know, black people used to have a different water fountain. I mean, you know, 50 years is an exaggeration. I don't think it was, you know, it's probably longer. 60, than that, but, probably yeah. close. So, but like you'd have a colored water fountain, you know, and, and they would have to drink from that by law or they'd be, you know, imprisoned and all kinds of nonsense. And it's like, um, you know, 
my generation looks at that and thinks it's completely ridiculous. My father's generation remembers that. You know, when, when that was a thing for them that they had to deal with. And it's like, my daughter, they look at that. I mean, for them, that's an abhorrent behavior that's just, you know, you can't even have a conversation about why that would be a thing because any 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 reason you would give is completely ridiculous. Well, you know, and I, me sitting there trying to explain why black people were different than white people, you know, like trying to come up with a reason in my head why that would have been a thing back then, I couldn't even do it. And they're sitting looking at me like, why was that a thing? Like, I, and I, you know, it couldn't even, I couldn't even convey that to them in a way that made sense. And then, you know, the same thing for, you know, this, this, by the way, this kid was gorgeous. I'm just saying, he's not my go gay guy, but he was up there on the list. His beard game was very strong. I'm just saying. Um, but he was, uh, you know, yeah, if you got a good beard, like I can forgive a whole lot for you because I can't grow one. This shitty little goatee thing that I got going on is the best I can do. Um, but like you look at this generation of kids and it's like, that isn't even a thing they pay attention to. Like this kid comes up to the table, and he's like, "So can I get the, 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 the?" You know, he's just he's got the, all the mannerisms of that, and it's like, to me, I notice it. To my daughter and his and her boyfriend, they don't even pay attention to that. Like I see it because when I was a kid, like acting like that would get the you get the shit kicked out of you when I was a teenager for you know not by me but by people you know they they always bring that up and like, you know, you look at the 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 sort of generational differences. My daughter and 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 her boyfriend, they didn't even notice that was a thing. And for me, I have to kind of temper the fact that I that I saw it, you know, and when I bring it up, I'm like, you know, so I don't even know what to say about it. You know, it's like they're, you know, so the, the whole kids these days type of thing is like they are they are miles ahead of where we were intellectually. I'm and I'm fine and, with kids these days. Every time every time yeah, somebody says I have kids no these problem. Days, it, I have it, no problem with it. It floors me because I have amazing interactions with kids that 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 are far and away in a better position to be successful than mm-hmm. I ever was and won't have to work as hard at certain things and I know in my generation we had maybe we didn't have the entitlement a, as much but we had it in a weird way like like we would you know that the, the, still the culture of kind of drop out um and it was kind of a common like you'd have friends that were like nah I'm done with this and then they would go yeah, you know, they'd party all the time and they they do crap jobs or something just so they could live for the weekends. And I think that was kind of the thing I think that would best describe m- maybe where our issues were is, is kind of a Gen Xer. Um but but I I don't every time a baby boomer says these kids are millennials or something I just cringe because 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 I don't I don't understand. like like there's a whole long list of issues I could get into with the various generations and how they've screwed us in one way or another. But, uh, but, but the kids that I work with, the ones that I personally involve myself with the, the, especially in the maker community, these are some of the most, um, creative and thoughtful people that, uh, really get a chance to understand, um, what their drive is like the, 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 the the value of their their abilities like they understand i i don't think it's i don't think it's entitlement i think it's you know we see knife makers we see blacksmiths we see a resurgence of these um you know chefs who go back and look at history and find these amazing cuisines of things that have been 
you know, disregarded literally the, the equivalent of carpeting over those beautiful hardwoods that our parents did, you know, every, every damn track house there was. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's, you see these amazing skills that are being brought back to life. Um, and it's not really being brought back by the guys over 30, over 40, over 50. It's, uh, it's, it's the kids that are bringing back these things. You see things like, uh, uh, you know, this blacksmithing resurgence where you see, where you see guys that are, are literally <laughs> using a dead art form, uh, to bring <laughs> oh, creativity Jesus. back into, uh, a world that has, that has, by the way, that's a callback. Anybody, anybody that wants to bring that one up, uh, that, Steve that, from Fools with Tools just just booked a plane ticket to right? Georgia to come kick the <laughs> shit out of you while you're sleeping. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, uh, seriously though, if you're a blacksmith, really, 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 are you still doing that? Yeah. So, but but you know, there's there's these creative <laughs> uh, there's these creative folks and the people that I talk to locally and hire, um, they're good. I see welders now that are ten times better than welders that were that are fifty or sixty years old. Because the technology has improved and they've embraced certain things and new things. I've seen fab guys that run around because they care about not only the thing that they're doing, but, but the bottom end, like they're caring about the, the money that's to be made because there's no, there's no catch anymore. There's no pensions. There's no, there's no union forces that are, are driving a certain, um, people, people have to make money. I mean, people have to work hard. To make money now. I, I think no the biggest catch. problem when you say kids these days, I think the biggest problem with kids these days is that they look at they look at our generation and go, Why did you tolerate that bullshit? Like, you know, th- that's the biggest thing. And and it really the reason that we get and, and this happens every single generation. It's not just, you know, ours, but you know, like the millennials look at the way we work and the things that we put up with and they're like, Why why would you why would you tolerate that? And I think the most that is really that is really painful for, you know, our generation to look back and be like, why did we tolerate that? Why why was I allowed to be treated like shit for whatever reason? You know, it's like um I, I think there's probably some of that is we don't want to be introspective as far as that's concerned, but they uh you know, I mean, my daughter, when, like I said, you, you tell her about some of the things like you had to kind of put up with as you were growing up. She's like, wow, but yeah, but why? And they're like, well, it's just the way it was. She's like, yeah, but why? You're right. like, oh, I don't right. know. And, I don't know. And that, that wasn't just like labor stuff. That was like, do you everything. ever seen like social, like entire floors of skyscrapers being just cubicles, you know, just as, as a, as a person that had a degree with wearing a tie. Right. And, and. Mm-hmm and chinos right and oh, like God. you're stuck in like there's entire movies dedicated to these these what i would call white collar work farms <laughs> you know and that's just people demanded a better thing so mm-hmm. now companies try to do I, even to attract the newest people that and and you get these cute little i don't know what to call them little characterizations little short stories of how how um how older management has to treat these new people and how they have to, you know, actually yeah, you can't them treat them like job. shit the whole time. They actually right. have to be treated like people. Right. Like, like you actually have to treat them as like valuable assets mm-hmm. and it's, it's a good paragraph. It costs more money. I mean, there's, there's no doubt there's, it's, it's very hard to farm labor out these days. Uh, even in the recession, people, <laughs> my favorite part of the recession, the great recession was, 
people are like, nah, I'm just done working. <laughs> like it's, it's not that yeah. they went on um, unemployment lines or that they did anything. They're just like, we I'm lost good. like a third, like a, like 25 to a third percent of the people working anymore. They just mm. were like, nah, I'm done. I'm going to live in my little, little house that I paid for and, and sell and, you know, uh, uh, sunflowers made out of Coke cans. I find, you know, and that's it. That was like, you lost your, like the world was like, nah, I'm done. I I've worked all my life and my, my 401k is down the tubes and I'm done. Yeah. And they're, they're like, no, I'm not going back in employment. And it was, I was, and at the time I was like, man, what quitters and this. And now I'm looking back at it going, yeah, you know what? Yeah, no, they were right. Yeah. Cool. So Izzy, cool. I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, I forgot. It's not important. <laughs> well, you got to, well, Izzy, you got kids sort of ranging from, you know, different ages. I mean, uh, yeah, 26 to three. Yeah. So, I mean, like you don't like kids these days is, is sort of a very apparent thing for you. I mean, you don't see that big of a difference between them for the most part. Right. I mean, they're just kids, right? Well, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a long conversation to be had about that, that we've kind of started like tipping the, you know, um, just hitting the tip of the iceberg, I think. But I think, you know, um, I look back at my childhood and, you know, we had a diversity of, of behaviors and, 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 you know, work ethic. And I think you find the same thing now. I think the difference between us, them, and then, and them, the kids have more information, I think one of the unique things that I find very amazing is that kids these days are starting to realize that we bust our butt for stuff that we don't really need. We work our asses off. I mean, our asses off. We work ourselves to death. That might be the whole next podcast. For things that we don't really need. And a lot of kids these days are going, I don't I don't need a you know, 10,000 square foot house. I don't have to drive a $75,000 you know, Maserati or whatever, however much Maserati costs. They're seeing that their time is more valuable to them than having stuff, and they want to do the things that they want. So you see the uprising of tiny homes, um, living small, you know, and then I've got a lot of them are not having kids. A lot of them are have are um, you know looking at how they can leave smaller carbon footprints. So there's a lot of awareness now that we didn't have as kids. We had one, we had this one thing. We had this this thing that we were taught by our parents, you know, the baby boomers that were like, work, work, work built by house, have car, make family, work, work, work some more. You know, that's what, that Mm -hmm. was our vision of life. That's what we were taught in schools. That was was what the government, you know, kind of, that's what's resonated that way. That's how things, that's what we didn't know there was other options or at least, you know, in that case, there wasn't a, we didn't have internet back then. We didn't have this vast, you know, wealth of information that we carry around in our back pocket. We didn't have any of that. So you know, we're all in, we're all kind of products of our environments and our, our kids have that information now. So they've becoming more a product of our, their, their, you know, entire environment rather than just what mom and dad in schools, you know, we had a much smaller world when we were children than our kids do now. Just like you were saying, they have, they're just much more intelligent, but they have a much larger world at the, their fingertips than what we had is in that age. So it just makes sense. So I think, you know, and looking back and, you know, I, I, you know, there's today there's kids that are, you know, jerks and buttheads and lazy and are worthless. Just like back when we were kids, there are kids that are jerks and buttheads and lazy and worthless. You know, I mean, I think that's more of a personality thing than it is a, you know, um, I, I do see some, I, you know, 
I see it in the manual labor force because of what I do, where it is getting harder and harder to find people who will work hard. You know, I mean, they- well, and, and it's it. See, for me, like, I, it's a fine line. Like, it's people don't want to be treated like shit just for the sake of being treated like shit. Like, that's, um, and that's really the this generation of people is it, it's more pronounced than anything because. Like our generation of people, like you were, you were hard work was almost like a, you, you almost got a merit badge from Boy Scouts for that, right? Like I, you know, like Laffy, you'll, you know, give him a task and he'll kill himself if he's got to work till, you know, 730 at night to be able to do it, to take care of his family. Well, that is a, um, you know, that is a badge of honor for him and he is happy to do it, you know? And it's like, and, and honestly, like when I talk to my kids, I, there's a part of me that wants to instill that in them. And then there's a part of me that doesn't want them to fall for that. Like when, so when my kids used to come home with homework, they come home with homework and I, you know, their, their teachers give them like two, three hours of homework every night. And I'm like, you have, and I used to have parent teacher conferences with these kids. You have them for eight hours every day. Why do they have to work for two or three hours when they get home at night? Why can't you teach them within the, because my job, only requires me to work for eight hours a day. And I'm able to do unbelievable amounts of productivity in that eight hours window. Why do you need eight hours plus an additional two to three hours when they get home? You know, and, and, and finding that balance is like, I want them to be kids. I want them to go out and play. I want them to, you know, call their friends and, and go ride bikes and do all kinds of bullshit because the life they have is so finite. Like they don't have the amount, well, they don't have any time for all this other bullshit. And it's like, I don't want them to be trained to where when their employer says, hey, you know, you clocked out at six, but I need two more hours of work from you. I want to be able to tell that employer, look, go screw yourself. I have a life. And the reason I'm working is so I can do these things that are external. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing that I think that people get so off put by this generation of people is they look back and they go, no, I'm not going to dedicate my life to your cause. I'm going to dedicate my life to mine. And, you know, whatever that cause looks like, it may be, you know what? I might want to go take my goddamn dog for a walk for an hour. And and I'm completely allowed to spend that time. I don't want to be responding to emails at 930 at night. I don't want to be part of your um, Microsoft collaboration online while we're working up all this bullshit to, together. I, I don't want that in my life. I want to give you the time that I promised I would give you, do the best I can in that time frame. And then I want the rest of this time for myself. Yeah, and and that's the thing that really kind of pisses people off with this generation is they won't go the extra mile because you haven't earned society and corporations haven't earned the extra mile from these folks. You know, my daughter when she clocks out at work, she's done with work. You know, when I clock out at work, God knows how many people. You know, I, I'm responding to emails and I'm out of dinner with my family. You know, I'm jealous of my daughter because she can tell her her boss, no, I'm you know this is it, I'm done. Um. For me, like I, you know, I, I it, it's nothing for me to be responding to. I mean, after we're done with this, I'll go check my email, and I'll be responding to idiots looking to buy homes that you know, you know, just trying to to generate business for myself, and and not having that sort of hard break where it's like this is my time. Um, you know, I, I I'm jealous of that generation of kids. Like they they look at it and they go, No, you will not own me. I will not be. I will not be a slave to whatever corporate system you have that requires me to do X, Y, and Z. I want to work. I want to make money, but I want a life outside of all of those requirements as well. And, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's, 
for me, it's foreign because I was always told to work until you, you know, your your friggin' balls fall off. But they're well, not the same people. So, and there's balance there, you know. And I'm not, you know, the the balance is how do you balance working hard, you know, working hard. There's nothing wrong with working hard. In fact, I think working mm-hmm. hard is a great way to build character and teach you all kinds of amazing things like pride, like accomplishment, like validity in the fact that you're capable. You know, if you can't, you know, those are things that are very important. I think that that working hard is a good thing. Um, But I think value, I think placing value is where the kids these days are getting a little bit smarter, you know, and it's not necessarily, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with placing value on, you know, on, on it's they're they're finding what is valuable to them and they are, you know what I what I see, and I could be wrong, and I'm I'm wrong half the time. But um, the other half of the time I'm right. I'm, I'm wrong way more than half. The so time. it's like you know <laughs> I, I see them valuing what's important to them, and then making decisions based on those values rather than what the what you know the influences around them have established. So they're they're making decisions for themselves rather than what people around them are telling them to make decisions on. And I think that that inherently has value for uh, for the the individual and perhaps maybe even for our future. Rather than being forced into making this decision, they're making decisions based upon what they value. And if they value their time, they can live smaller and cheaper and do more with their time. If they if they value the you know the concept of of family and and you know. Um, want a big home and want all these things, then they, they can put their time and effort into that. Uh, that's all I'm saying. It's whereas we're, when we were younger, we had a lot less of that kind of uh, talk. You know, there there wasn't that, that mm-hmm. talk. There wasn't examples like that. You know, uh, for the guy that lived in the van or lived in a tiny home on a shack in the middle, I mean, they was a bum. That's what. That's how we. That we, that's how we coined that. I mean, it was a. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't something that was revered. It wasn't something that was widely accepted. And um, now you see people moving into tiny homes or building little shacks off the property, and that is becoming something that is widely accepted, and in some cases, in much of our society, revered in some ways. You know, smaller carbon footprint. You know, um, having more time for the per- doing the things that you enjoy, spending more time with family, whatever it be, whatever it is. So there's a, there's value in that, and I think because there's more information available to the youth of today than we had, and I'm not you know. I'm not saying one's more valuable than the other. I'm just saying it's different. And I think what they're doing is in some cases interesting. In other cases, it pisses me off because, you know, I hire somebody, I pay them a certain wage, I expect them to do a job. And a lot of times you don't see that happening. And like you said, you know, you're talking about an environment where, you know, it, it may be, you know, shitty or someone yelling at you or whatever. Um, the bottom line is if you get hired to do a job, you should do the job. You know, and, and one of the things that I see that I think is irritating, and I know there's some people out there that will, is like, we'll hire somebody with no wood, no woodworking experience at all to work on a factory floor, which is not exactly fun. You'll be making door fronts all day. You're not, you know, but they're there for two or three weeks and they think they should be running the company. And I see that attitude a lot more than I ever have before in the past. And that that's irritating. And I'm not, and I wish I was, wish I was exaggerating that. <laughs> But it really isn't exaggerated. That is really what we're seeing more of in 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 the the physical labor force. Uh, but you know, if you don't choose, you made this choice to you know you accepted a job for you know for what it is, and then you don't perform because you feel entitled. That's a problem, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, so we, but I'm again, I'm not 
I'm not pigeonholing every millennial or every young person that's coming up. I'm just saying there's a few out there that that's the case of, and it's getting harder and harder to find people. And I think, again, it's part of the environmental influences of today. It's getting harder and harder to find people that will do a good job, you know, whatever good job means, um, you know. You know, it, it's funny because so like I stand when, when I pull in my driveway at night, like I look at my house and I look at everything that, that it sort of entails. And I think no one has given me anything like I've worked my balls off for every everything I have in my life. Right. And and for the most part, that's that's material things. But it's not always because my children um I I didn't raise them in upstate New York. They 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 know, and not just I'm not trying to shit on anybody in upstate New York. I understand that the the quality of life there is just fine, but the opportunity um, that that is afforded by me moving away from everybody that I knew up there, you know, twenty something years ago, and coming down here so that I could make a better life for myself. Like my kids just have a better opportunity than than what they had. And I look at, you know, and, and, and I've, I've killed myself. I mean, you guys know, I, how many times have you sent me a text message? Go, Hey, you got to want to do the show tonight. And I'm like, it's, I'm just leaving the office. Um, you know, I, I work my balls off. I mean, and that's just, and, and, and I take a great deal of pride in that, but at the same time, like I want to work that hard so that my kids don't, you know what I mean? I don't want my daughter to tell me, you know, I was supposed to get off at five, but I worked till seven like that. That would make me sad for her. You know, but like for myself, I, I'm completely okay with committing to that. Like I was supposed to leave the office tonight at five 30 and it's eight 30 and I'm still here, you know, like for, for some reason that completely computes in my head that that's okay that I'm doing that because I've, I've given myself this, um, permission that I've traded whatever I would have done with that time for something else. Right. But if my daughter were to tell me, um, you know, it's supposed to be off at eight, but you know, it's, it's 10 now and I'm still working like that. That would be heartbreaking for me, for her. So it's, I understand sort of the both sides of it is I, I want to work this hard because I, I feel like I owe them that, right. I owe my family. I owe the people that, res- that, that rely on me, um, uh, sort of a certain level of, of sort of workplace aggression is, you know, what I kind of call it, but I wouldn't want that for my children. Like I, you know, I, I just, I simply wouldn't like, I just, I want her that when she's finished with what she's doing, I want her to be able to take it down and, you know, because why did I work this hard? If if she has to also work this hard, then why did I do it? You know, it almost feels like a failure on my part is that, you know, I I don't, I'm killing myself so you don't have to, you know, and and I think that there is, um, you know, I I don't want to say there's a generation of people that are like that, but I mean, you know, you've heard about helicopter parents. I mean, we all sort of, you know, we've all treated our children like they're these trophies in our life. And, and, um, you know, I don't want her to have to be in a situation where she feels an obligation to put in a 12 hour day. I, I don't want that for her. You know, I didn't want that for me, but it, you know, I didn't know, I don't know in different life. I don't know another way. So, you know, for her, it's just different. I mean, I mean, Joel, you have a young son. Could you imagine him? Like, I mean, would you be, there's a part of you that wants to be proud for him for, you know, if he were to work 12 hours a day to, to but you don't want him to have to have that life. Right? I don't I mean, want just... him to do those things, but however I find, so I, so there are a couple of times in my life that I have had a really enjoyable experience with, uh, with work where work was a major part of my being where, where I drived 
um, both pleasure and it, it, it rewarded me so that I could, you know, afford a roof or electricity. Sometimes not, <laughs> but, um, but I, there's, there's growing up working for my parents was, uh, was kind of a watershed moment for me in, in working hard. I was, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old working 14 hours a day <clears throat> over a hot grill. Um, and it, it, at the time was good, but not great. You know, I'd rather be out playing with my friends, mm -hmm. but looking back at it, it was amazing. Like I think of those times as, as some of the most fun and rewarding times I ever had. Now, when I started my consulting business for, um, for computers, it was out of necessity. I got fired from my last job. Um, I had disagreements with my boss, uh, and I was working for a college and they wanted to do something different than I did. And I t told them and it wasn't well received. And over time it became an issue. And, and I started consulting before I actually lost that job. And overall, uh, having that startup procedure where I help folks do what they needed to get done and get paid for it because I had that knowledge in my head was insanely rewarding. Mm -hmm. It was hard work, but it was, it was cool work. It was fun work. And now with missing digit as a starting off as a side job, uh, as a way to entertain myself and then moving it into the, to the real world. Um, it's a very cool thing. I get giddy about those, those times. I like the work. Um, and so if my daughter, if my son likes what they're doing, if they're, if they're doing it to survive, and honestly, this is, this goes into a bigger rant of mine about people are like, you know, living for the weekends where people are like posting those Monday, you'll never see me post a Monday meme. I like Mondays. I mean, Mondays are, I, I like the weekends. We play hard now, especially in summertime, uh, uh, on the weekends. But, but I don't, I, if you have a job that you, you are dreading to go back to on Monday, then you have the wrong job because it should be, if you're going to devote a third or half of your life to something, you know, because we all, this is what we get, right? This is like, like you can believe whatever you want to believe at the end, but at least this part of it, 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 it fades out. Like there, it's mm -hmm. like, literally it says end scene. Right. So, um, so if you're going to spend that much time doing it, uh, then you better find something that you'd love to do, uh, and keep finding it. And I know you have obligations. Don't, don't think I don't. I, it, it's easy for me to sit and stay. Well, yeah, I've been, you know, this guy accounts manager for collections or whatever, you know, and that's my job and that what pays for my roof and, and I'm miserable. Well, maybe you need to change your roof. Maybe it's not just your job. Maybe you need to look at those things and that's an easy thing for her to say. And it's, and we know people who've done that. We know people that have moved from the nine to five to maker, uh, profession. Uh, and it's not easy. They, they hurt, um, uh, for a while, uh, trying to find that, that niche. Um, yeah, but, but, but it's, there's different kinds of pain and there's different kinds of sacrifice. I mean, you can sacrifice your life to do that, that, that day to day nine to five thing or, and, and sacrifice that, or you can sacrifice some comforts to do the thing you love. I mean, what, what's the it's, more, it's, what's the more admirable thing? I mean, I'm not, well, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not encouraging anyone one way or the other. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, either way it's a sacrifice. I mean, if you, I, I would be absolutely happy to, to take it on my shoulders, take the guilt 
of telling you that if your job makes you miserable, you should quit that bitch tomorrow. I have no, like, I have no problem with saying that because, because there is in emergencies in, in a job firing or, um, or a loss of profession or whatever that is that happens is a two part emergency. The first immediate emergency is always negative. I got to move. I got to find a new job. I got to pay the bills. That's all negative, right? The second part of the emergency is learning to live with it and changing yourself to accommodate that situation. And almost all of those parts of the emergency, the second part of the emergency is almost always positive. You almost always in hindsight say, you know, that was a really tragic part of my life and I'm, it, it was hard on all of us and these things, but this is what I took out of it. And this is what I got from it. So if, if you, if you want to be, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I don't, I, I might work for somebody else in my life. Uh, and if so, it, it would be a job that I, uh, absolutely love that. I feel like I'm being a part of something that I'm, I'm, uh, I am making a difference in some way where there's a group effort and maybe I'm not in charge, but as it is now in my life, I'm too much of an asshole to work for somebody else. Uh, I, yeah, I'd be the worst employee ever. I'd be like, yeah, that's a great idea, but I have one better. Let's do that. Yeah. Right. And that would be how I start every conversation. He's not wrong. Yeah. No, I, I'm serious. I don't, I oh, know. Yeah. I, I, know I would fire you saying. so fast if you worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'd still get it done and I get it done as good or better. And you'd hate every moment of it. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you would. I might enjoy the I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. There's, there's, uh, sometimes, sometimes it's not about, uh, and I understand what you're saying is he, and I understand the dangers in, in prescribing the the radical change if you're unhappy thing. I understand that. Right. I mean, because there's, there's pitfalls <laughs> the whole way through. There's oh, no, yeah. but if you're unhappy, if you're, if you're looking at Monday and going, this sucks ass, yeah. you know, I, I don't know to tell you, uh, suicide is up, you know, it's a, it's a big issue. Don't take people, advice from part-time are, podcasters. Right. <laughs> you but, know, but, and yeah. I think, no, you definitely should. I do. think the other thing, you know, the other side of that too, is that, you know, um, it's perspective, you know, it always comes down to perspective and how you, um, how you look at things, you know, and that's really all it, all it is. And that, that brings us back to how we were taught to look at things and so, sometimes, but sometimes jobs just suck. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> I no, 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 no. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I remember when I was, uh, I guess I was 13, Pete Marhofer working on a pig farm summers. I would work <laughs> 45 to 60 hours a week. No joke. Plus I would have to do my own chores at home for a dollar 75 an hour. And, you know, every summer, the hottest freaking time of the summer, we'd have to go dig up, we'd, we'd get rent a bob or a, um, an excavator and they'd come and they'd dig up these clay lines. These just drain, they're big clay pipe about that long, about, about that big around, about uh, 12 inches in diameter, maybe two and a half feet long, heavy, and they'd be waterlogged. And we'd have to go dig those up. And then, you know, we'd replace the broken ones. And then we're talking... I don't know, half a mile worth of this over a course of a summer. And I would get down there. I, you know, low man on the totem pole. I did the hardest work, get down there with a shovel and dig out the extra that the excavator couldn't get to and lay the pipe, hold the, you know, and, uh, it sucked. But you know what? At the end of the day, I was proud of the job I did. And it wasn't because I was making a whopping $1.75 an hour. And it wasn't that I, my body was aching and my bones were tired and my legs felt like jello is that I did a great job. I did the best I could. And that was, there was something to be, there's something to be said for that. Um, yeah. 
Absolutely. Now looking back on yeah, it, see, now, that's the, there's no the, way in hell I if I me now I would look at that and laugh. I mean, like, yeah, that's never going to happen. See, and that's the the balance I want my kids to understand is that you know the, the, take some pride in the job you do, but like at the same time, I mean, there's my wife stayed home with my kids for years, and the number of things that I missed out on because I was you know taking pride in the job I did, um, you know those things they're, they're kind of haunting in a, in a in a in a very weird and sort of problematic way. It's like, yeah, I mean, I and listen, I do I do pretty well for myself. I mean, I'm not um, you know I don't I'm not one of the one percent, but I, I'm I'm certainly not in the bottom one either. So. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 as far as, you know, income and sort of opportunity, I've always found a way to kind of do really well, but you know, the, the trade-off for some of those things is, you know, when I look back and, you know, my wife, when she starts talking about memories that she has with the children, I'm like, I don't have those memories. Like I, I don't, you know, I was, I was grinding my ass to make sure that, you know, you could have those memories for yourself. And there's, I mean, there's a pride of ownership in that as well, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I mean, I, I traded a thing for a thing, you know, and, and, that's a, you know, that's kind of a, that, that's sort of a tough realization. I've actually been faced with a lot of these things recently just because again, you know, my oldest daughter, she's 18, she's going to college. You know, we, uh, we're starting to look at this summer, you know, in terms of, I mean, she's going to school in five weeks. You know, it's like, I mean, I got five weekends to spend time with her. You know, when you start thinking about things like that, you're like, God damn, five is not a lot, you know, not at all. I mean, it's not even, not even remotely close to a lot. And it's, you know, and then after that, you know, she's starting to go to college. She's going to make new friends. She's going to have new opportunities. She's going to have all kinds of things. And it's like, God, five is just so few, you know, I mean, it's, is the summer really that, you know, that gone. And then I got two other daughters and, you know, my oldest is going to be, or my middle daughter, she'll be driving in like six months or a year. You know I mean? It's like, Jesus, how much more time do I have with her? You know? And it's, so you start to kind of consider like, okay, well, all of these things I've worked for, I mean, I'll be remembered as a really cool guy. You know, dad worked really hard so we could have all these things, but, you know, mom was kind of there for all this stuff and dad wasn't, you know, and it's like, and that's sort of the thing, like, you know, when I say kids these days, like I admire that about kids these days. Like they, they look at it and go, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give you more than 40 hours a week. First of all, I mean, we've, we've, we've shit all over the middle class from a corporate standpoint in this country for, you know, 30 some years at this point. I mean, they don't, they look at it and go, no, I'm, I'm not going to give you any more than you've earned. You know, the, 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 the corporations in this country, they've been just, they, they haven't given back. I mean, and that's just, I don't care what political side you lean on. I mean, that's just a fact. And it's like, you know, when I look at some of the stuff, you know, going back over time, I just, I'm like, God, what, what did I, you know, did, did I make the right trades? You know, and, and in hindsight, that's real easy to do at the time. You're just kind of grinding through to make the right, you know, make the right decisions to provide for your family. But, you know, did I make the right trades? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, everybody turned out great and everything's good, but you know, it's like well, we it's talked not about over before. Yet. Hey, well, no, give, and, give it time. And I mean, and, and, you know, it's not a woe is me. I have a great relationship with my children, um, you know, love them to death and they love me and stuff. And, you know, we, we, we do really well together, but you just kind of start looking at that stuff and you're like, God, you know, I, I don't know. I, did I make the right decisions. I mean, it, it seems to have played out well, wouldn't it have been different otherwise. And, and that's kind of the problem is you can't live a life you didn't live. You know, you, you don't know how it would have changed and, and how things would have been different because you didn't, you didn't make those choices and you didn't go down that path. So it's just a, uh, you know, it puts you in a very interesting thought experiment at the very least. You know, it's it's a it's a weird place to put your mind. So, 
It's a, uh, you know, life. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, an experiment and you're constantly running and you right. don't get an opportunity to know how it would have changed. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Like, so. like you don't get a, and that's the problem. There's no AB is so in marketing, one of the things you do is AB testing. Yeah. So, so you, you run, let's say you have advertising and you run one set of ads and you run another set of ads for the same product, but things are worded differently. Things mm-hmm. are done. The visuals are different. And then you pick that ad that responds better to people. Right. And then you run that one, but then you do it again. Then it's a, let's say it's an AC, uh, test. So mm-hmm. then you have a, you have a third choice and you keep going on these things until you refine your advertising to the thing that draws the people the most, right? You get these, you get these shots at these things, uh, with children, you get the one like, like every day yeah. is, you get a, a is it because that's all you've provided and that's all the options are. And that's the one thing. So yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's, you get, you get one, you get one shot at it and, uh, and, and there's no, there's no, um, you know, that's it. But, but I will tell you this, the cool thing is that children are just people and the people have their own things that they want to get done, even when they're small. Uh, if anybody has multiple children, you understand the personalities are vastly different. Oh God. Uh, and so, uh, this is also a good thing in case your children turn out to be serial killers. Not everything you've done is, is horrible and terrible. Uh, they also have their own personalities that fit in there. So by the way, stop blaming every parent on every news story ever because you know, kids and, and adults have, I don't know. You can, you can blame some of them. You can blame some <laughs> of them. And, and certainly there are, are better parents can, than others. You can blame, but, you can blame a good percentage of them, I think. Right. <laughs> right. But, but, but I would, I would tell you that having, having had, uh, multiple kids that, that there's no one right answer mm-hmm. for everything and they have their own ideas. So it's, uh, they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Mm. <laughs> good, good luck with that parenting thing. Shit. We've almost talked for an hour and a half tonight. I don't know. About what? There's a lot. What do we say? I don't remember. What do we ever uh, talk about? We, like, we did. Izzy, we've talked for 107 episodes at this point. I don't think we've said anything in that entire time. I, I, I'm true. Honestly, it, it always amazes me that Mike comes up with the title for this stuff. You know what amazes because me more is that people come back for it. <laughs> I love you guys that do. Oh, the, well, the 17, uh, you know what? I, the 17 I, I, that listen. I, I, I understand why they come back. Uh, it's mostly because of you, Mike. It's, well, I mean, I'm in a tank top on YouTube. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They come back 100% of the time. The dulcet tones of Mike Laffey and Sometimes I look at myself. I'm just like, God, that guy's got great shoulders. And then I think to myself, oh, shit, that guy's me. (laughs) Uh, There's Mike with his self-love. I need to to wear my boots more often. No, don't do that. (laughs) You don't even have pants on. What do you do with boots? Hey, I actually am wearing pants today, which is weird because I normally wear shorts. But pants, it is pants. Pants day, yeah. Pants day. You can always tell the conversation well, uh, is winding down. You you hear heard it here first. <laughs> let's uh let's wrap up a thing and yeah. uh, stuff. Well, this has been oddly enough, you know, with with no real direction for the conversation. This has been a uh, interesting talk and stuff. So it was anyway, to us. Kids these days. Kids these days. Right. God, so. those kids. Yeah, thank God for those kids these days. They're. Uh, they're going to make changes to the world that we can't even foresee. And, By the way, uh, I'd stop bitching about them because they're the ones that are going to be, you know, doing your care. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's in the long game. You're going to want to lift these folks up a little bit because they're going yeah. to remember that when, when, oh. when, when, when Gramps 
has the option for the suite for a, a, a mm-hmm. little bit more money at the at the retirement home where he gets yeah. that extra closet space, you, you're gonna want to. When you're the sitting there in your while. in your hospital bed, sitting in your own shit, and you need somebody to wipe your balls, uh, you're going to want somebody to come That's along true. that doesn't feel neglected. Right. right. So. <laughs> Who are you, people? Uh, is what he, is he? I I'm not I'm not even lying when I said that. It's funny that that we said it that way, but uh, <laughs> it's not funny that it, I said it. It's that not way. funny. <laughs> no, but oh, it's real. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, gonna, you're going to want to make friends. <laughs> nobody wants poo on their balls i'm just saying that's right nobody wants poo on their balls <laughs> that's a uh, i'm not sure if that might be what we call this episode is <laughs> he's like jesus christ man <laughs> can this can we go now <laughs> he's like how is it that bending up in a wheelchair is not the worst thing that happened to me <laughs> what's going on with this goddamn show <laughs> so, anyway you're welcome well, listen busy. guys Kids, uh, maybe I've said too much.com. There's, we got stuff to sell on there. You won't buy it, but if you do, we go over there. Uh, Patreon, you can find us. Give a buck. We won't give you anything in return. And uh, if you haven't checked out Maker's Playground, um, well, you're a douchebag, and you should probably head over there now. So uh, makersplayground.com. You can find a link at izzyswan.com if you happen to trade your places over there. And uh, maybe I've said too much. They sell things all year round. Um, you know, Go over there and uh, we do. check we out the shirts. swag store. We we have swag. Yeah. We got that good, good. Hopefully I get a Berkey shirt in the mail sometime soon. Yeah, they're coming. Mm. We're picking them up. Oh. Mm. They're done printing. Anyway, hey, listen, uh, thanks everybody for joining us on the live chat. And, uh, you know, uh, those of you listening at home, don't become serial killers because this has got to be the impetus for that. So uh, we will check you guys on the next episode. Good night, everybody. 